Greetings from Soundography, a crash course in music, one band at a time. I'm Brian Ibbett. And I'm a playa. You are a playa. Hama, Hama, Chambi, Chimi, Chima? Hambi, Chima. I don't know. I can't. I can't make it work. The whole reason I'm saying that is because we're talking about Tech Nine and about three albums in, he starts referring to himself as Tech Nina. And I just can't figure out why he started doing that, but it cracks me up. Anyway, so that's who our subject is this, this episode, Tech Nine, our rap episode. And can I just say off the top of the bat, I started this week really, really enjoying myself. And I guess inside baseball, I say it's a, the week. I was going to say by week, you mean like almost a month? Almost a month because the dude has, what, 30 albums or something? It's some ridiculous number of albums. Yeah. And life has gotten the way for both of us. Life has gotten the way for both of us. Not only that, it's like, all right, he's got all these albums and he puts 30 songs on every album. Like maybe five of those are little less than a minute skits. But the dude is prolific. Almost, almost too much so. The one thing I can say about this, and I, I, I'll, I admire him for this, is when he started his own label, he would mm-hmm. put the people he signed on mm-hmm. his albums with him to help spotlight them and maybe get people to go like and go find them and buy their and stuff look too. More, look for more of their music. Yeah, which is good. That so is that, really cool. Yeah, that whole team player aspect of it, I really, really like about it. Yeah, it, it, that's a, that is a huge plus. And there's so much stuff there that it's hard not to find something in there along in there that you would, uh, um, that you would like. And, and it wasn't hard for me to find, you know, easily find five songs. It's like, oh yeah, these are, these are great. Well, let's get into it. Cause we have a lot to cover, a lot of <laughs> albums to cover. Start so, the clock now. So exactly. Let's <laughs> talk about his real name. It's Aaron Dantes Yates. Uh, he was born November 1971 in Kansas City. In 1991, he was a member of a group called Black Mafia. He also saw success in the group 57th Street Rogue Dog Villains. <laughs> not just rogues, not just dogs, not just villains, but rogue dog villains. In 1997, he joined The Regime, what was uh, formed by Yuckmouth. The very next year, he was featured on the soundtrack for the film Gang Related. Do you want to blow what you want to do? How can I begin the zone like this, go like this? How can I break the obsession? In the middle of it all, when I snap back, sat back and ask myself, what? Why do you ask so many questions? Later in 1999, he and his business partner, Travis O'Gwynn, founded their own record label called Strange Music. That led to the release of his first album, The Calm Before the Storm, in 1999. One notable sample on this album was his use of the art of noise, Moments in Love. Moments in Love. And this is just a hint at the fact he, he I think he really likes art of noise. I'll murder your whole city. Nigga like Frank, nitty hideous, insidious. Niggas better give me respect when I flex. Come and take flows like amphibians from to the Caribbeans. Unexplored territories like Venus. Niggas never seen the team that seems keenness. Bury your mind like Zemus. Infrared Venus. I think so too. And uh, that's fine with me. You know, like hearing a little, uh, a uh, little Trevor, Trevor Horn in my Tech Nine. Uh, the song The Anthem by Sway and King Tech, which featured a long list of established and up-and-coming artists, was also on this album. This included The Raza, Eminem, Exhibit, Pharaoh, Munch, Joe Yo Felony, Chino XL, KRS-One, and Cool G-Rap, amongst others. 
2000 saw the release of The Worst. This album featured or mixed a long list of musical styles, including horrorcore, uh, among others. That's a style of rap that I feel like we need to probe into further. It's where it's all mm-hmm. horror rap. I feel like that's something yeah. we should we should dive into. Yeah. There's something there that I think we could have fun with, even if it's just like so an album or two. If we find like exactly, exemplars. yeah, we we'll just do like. Right, like a horrorcore essentials kind of thing. Uh, this album also featured samples from uh, Suzanne Vega, do, 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 do. Uh, Michael Jackson, Houdini, and NWA. alternative we had for the rap selection this year was Houdini. So it's kind of nice that mm-hmm. he it was brought up here. But reference, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what we were what we were talking about. We had we had, we had people vote on our Patreon to which one we do. Yeah, so maybe uh who knows, maybe we'll do Houdini in a future season of the show. The next year and I'm just going to go down I mean basically he releases an album every year and each album has like 30 songs on it. A few skits. <laughs> in there like a a, fun, a, a funny uh, number of answering machine messages <laughs> I don't know why but there's a lot of songs that have answering machine messages he was inspired in. by They Might Be Giants I guess so yes the dial-a-song <laughs> Tech Nine's dial-a-song <laughs> service leave me your horrible angry email or uh, voicemails 2001, the album was called Angelic. There were conflicts with the original label when it was released, but Yates was able to keep the rights to the album, and then he re-released it in 2003 as Angelic Reparation. John Carpenter was giving a writing writing credit on Psycho Messages. was one and psycho bitch um yeah because a little bit of the um halloween theme in there yeah and then sinister tech used the roar of the uh godzilla in the film which is not the first time because sir mix-a-lot did it on the godzilla remix of posse's on broadway (laughs) i like big gaijus and i cannot lie (laughs) and that's a that's a piece of trivia that i've held in my head uselessly for (laughs) almost 35 years this is why you had this this uh, pick, uh, Tech 9, isn't it? Just so you could finally release that out into the wild. Um, he also sampled Beethoven and Hellraiser, a sentence that Hammond never thought he would ever see. No doubt. <laughs> the song It's Alive was released as a single as well. 2002 saw the album Absolute Power. This uh, album debuted at number 79 on the Billboard 200. This was officially his first album on his imprint, uh, Strange Music. Slacker and be merry. Tomorrow you may die. That's what life's about, man. Good times, little salad. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm a product of Reaganomics, neurotic. They say anomic just got up inhaling chronic. The oddest, I'm staying honest. I'm about to make it famous. So you can take the JOB and you can shove it up your anus. I ain't never understood. I'm a tell. You'll see that one. Uh, here comes Tekanina and I'm a playa. Uh, we'll talk about that one too. We're all released as singles. And uh, I pick one of those in spite of the fact that it was a hit. So Ditto. there's that. Yeah. I, it's it for me, it's it this is all brand new. So it's not like 
like any of it like, oh yeah, I've heard so much Tech Nine on the radio and I'm picking one of those songs. This is my first introduction to Tech Nine. Uh, well, this, it's, a, it's a really healthy spoonful of Tech Nine that you got. Oh, I feel like I got Tech Nine, 10, 11, 12, <laughs> all the way up to Tech 57. There was a DVD released called More Power that contains seven other songs performed live. 2002 saw the Celsius compilation album. This was recorded while he was still at Midwest Side Records. Most of these songs were unreleased, and three of them didn't even feature him on there. So, yeah, just attributing to the fact that he likes to pull other people in. 2004 saw T9X, the Tech 9 Experience. This was a DVD release. 2005, the Vintage Tech Compilation Album. Don't uh, confuse that with something you might get at Best Buy to help uh, check your monitors and your laptops. This was a collection of older and unreleased tracks. 2006 saw the album Ever Ready, The Religion, initially released as a collector's edition CD with a second CD with songs from tech and other strange music artists as well. Uh, Jelly Sickle and My Wife, My Bitch, My Girl appeared on the 25 to Live video game soundtrack. See him in they huddles, always making trouble. What? Who? Jealous fellas, man. Fall up in the spot and from the jump they don't like me. Hat to the back and I'm feeling real hyphy. I'm a star, so I'm in with the belly pistol. That's because the haters be sucking on jelly sickles. That means the cycle of jealousy's real thick, man. I'm feeling this about to pop off. A censored version of The Beast was on Madden 06, and Riot Maker was used on the total nonstop action wrestling for one of their pay-per-view matches. This was uh, probably just judging by where I centered a lot of my my picks. I think uh, Ever Ready was my favorite of his album, albums. Misery Loves Company, released in uh, 2007. This was billed as the first in a series of Tech 9 collabs. It featured a wide range of guests. Yeah, one of the guests on this was Prozac, which is weird because Prozac is mostly known by me anyway as being a quote-unquote documentary and filmmaker uh, on Amazon Prime doing ghost hunting movies. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's odd. That's really funny. There's a lot of crossover in that. I know uh, uh, Zach Bagans, who has the Las Vegas the museum. Um, haunted museum. He He's in touch with a lot of... Uh, uh, rock and, and rap uh, music. Yeah, he here. did an, He did something with Vince Neil once, and then he did something else with Post Malone. Yeah. So there's there's some there's some interesting crossover in that whole deal. I did, I'd love to love to dig into that further. 2008 saw the release of Killer in September of this year. He exceeded one million sales across all of his albums released so far. This album cover was a very funny take on uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Album cover. I don't even know why I came here in the first place because I've never understood why a person would even need a psychiatrist. I mean, obviously, Travis thought I needed this, so it, it's whatever, you know? Do you believe in hypnosis, Mr. Yates? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Yates. Lay back. Uh, Lay it was a two disc, 32 track mammoth <laughs> release. Like, like, as if that's out of the ordinary for him. Uh, the second disc was called a bonus disc. <laughs> the first track on disc two was I love you, but F you. Yeah, actually uh, it was warm here in Denver when I was listening to that. And I actually had my windows <laughs> down and I was just coming into my neighborhood when that, when side one ended or, or you know, disc one ended and, and then iTunes reset all the numbers back to one. I'm like, Oh my gosh. 
2008, the Psychumentary, another DVD release. And then also uh, the next year, uh, 2009's Box Set Compilation, which is a collection of um, his released materials. 2009 saw the release of Psychology. This was the second, or psych, Psychology is how it's spelled, but I know it's a play on psychology. This was the second in his collab series. For those who love raw shit, welcome to Psychology 101. Your instructor for today is Techno. This is style I use pitch to catch and seduce chicks to signal the true sick. Melatonin is what you spit. Switching the pattern, bust up that quick, but always tattering. Some people hate, but it ain't mattering, but the people gather and splattering. Switching the pitch, mixing this, no need to be stiff in this bitch. Debuted at number 23 on the Billboard 200. And there was a subtitle on the album until... Uh, until it was almost released, the date it was almost released, called The Study of Being Sick, but it was dropped before the album was released. Yates performed at Rock the Bells Fest and the Gathering of the Juggalos. Whoop, whoop. I watched that uh, United States versus the Juggalos doc thing. Yeah. It's actually quite a fascinating uh-huh. little film, and it makes me want to go to a Gathering of the Juggalos sometime. There's something kind of fun about it. There's something I might be drawn to. There's uh so I listened to Howard Stern and and he sends somebody to the Juggalos things every every year and aside from you know a few bad apples that kind of get the notoriety of doing horrible things and being misogynistic uh, a holes and stuff like that when they when they're interviewing these fans of Insane Clown Posse they're actually really you know seem like really decent decent yeah. people and uh, just because I I can't listen to uh, insane clown posse's music doesn't mean that uh, I probably wouldn't hang out and have a beer with one of these guys. And also I think too, I mean, I might not listen to it all the time and I might not even think it's my style, but I can still respect them for what they do and their welcoming attitude toward other folks in their, their fan base. Yes. They're not gatekeeping. They're not gatekeeping sure. anything. No, they're not saying you got to be a fan yeah. or you can't be here. They're, they're very open to that, which is really cool. Let's see, 2009 saw the release of Strictly Strange, another DVD release. 2009, K.O.D., Kill on Demand, I think, is what I'm guessing. I didn't ever get any um, answer to that in the music. Maybe it's a throwback Kiss on (laughs) Demand, I don't know. (laughs) The Columbia House gets your Kiss albums here. Um, This album was broken into sections, Anger, Madness, and The Hole. Yeah, I was going to say, say um, with, uh, with him being about our age... I'm really surprised he doesn't have a Kiss sample on here somewhere. Right? I could see uh, that I, made, sure. I was made for Love and You sample. Seems ripe for the pick-in for him. Anything or, yeah. Easily, so many of those things could. Uh, Detroit Rock City would fit. Uh, this album entered the charts at number 14 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Leave Me Alone, Show Me a God, Low and Strange. I'm sorry, Strange Music Box were released as singles. I've been hibernating in the deepest, darkest part of Necropolis. Now that I'm popping this top, yes, I'm the opposite of monogamous. Menage, get awkward in this box of it. You're hostile. It's gotta get twisted and not with this apocalypse. You're hollering. Check, 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 uh, 2010 saw the KOD tour live in Kansas City. This was a DVD release. 2010, the Gates mixed plate. This was the third in the collab series. The name is a reference to Gates Barbecue in Kansas City. The song OG, the first single, also referenced the restaurant. Kansas City, where the pretty women make 
Got on my 501s in my gritter posture. I fit her proper. If she papered, I'm in her chopper. This album was seen as lighter in tone after the darker KOD. And Yates said that this was full of party tracks. Along with OG, Jumpin' Jacks and KCT were released as singles. I think you get KCT with your barbecue at Gates. 2010 saw the Seepage EP. Gross. The songs were written after seeing, were, uh, written after seeing Chris Calico's breakdown after receiving bad news that his mother was placed back into a psych hospital. Again, this, this album was broke, broken into those same three uh, sections, Anger, Madness, and The Hole. 2011 saw all sixes and sevens released. Uh, this was released to universal acclaim, and it peaked at number four on the album charts and also a number one on the hip-hop R&B charts. He's a Mental Giant, Mama Nem, Worldwide Choppers, Love Me Tomorrow, and Am I Psycho were released as singles. I For a guy who releases so many songs on on each album, releases a lot of singles yeah, on does. those albums. He kind of does the Amazing. he does the thing with Shania Twain, where almost every song comes out. Well, not almost every yeah. song because that'd be like yeah. thirty five singles, but a 30. large number <laughs> exactly, of the songs still, are released off each one. Yeah, I guess I guess if you compare it to somebody releasing one single off a ten or twelve song album, he's right in that right ratio. Right, thirty six <laughs> songs means I've got to release three of <laughs> yes, these as singles. True. It's 10% of my songs need to be released as singles. This actually really does embrace the digital media because we don't have to worry about album length in the digital world. Mm-hmm. Uh, CDs mm-hmm. and vinyl, even mini discs and cassettes, you had to pay attention to you know album length. And now in a streaming yeah. world, it could yeah. be 50 tracks it's, all running nine minutes long if you wanted. Totally. It's not even not important at all. Yeah, it's so true. It's kind of weird actually when you think about that, that... That um, somebody could just say, yeah, this new album of mine, um, really didn't want to cut anything out. I've got uh, 100 mm-hmm. tracks on it. Or if Dream Theater did, it'd be <laughs> one track that ran for two days. <laughs> right, yes. 2011 saw the release of Welcome to Strangeland. This was a project designed to feature other members of the Strange Music family of artists. Really cool thing that he does. Best Buy had an exclusive release of this with three extra bonus tracks. And the noose was released as a single. Become somewhat a chore. And following their rules is such a godforsaken bore. Now I say God because I'm programmed, but I believe in none. I see no interventions and I see no holy sons. And if I'm wrong, then strike me down and break these breathing lungs. Just take the words, reverse them back upon my evil tongue. 2012 saw Clusterfuck EP debuted at number 15 on the Billboard 200. You didn't think you didn't think I was going to say it out loud, did you? Actually, I knew you would, but it still makes me giggle because just the, the way it's spelled is yeah. funny. It's, it's spelled like that so that I, I get right to it and I start saying it without realizing what I'm saying. For EPs to chart like this, it's actually really impressive because EPs are usually just a blip on a radar and yeah. he's, having them, yeah. he's having them hit charts and make money and do well. Yeah, he really is. It's, it's you know, again, with his coupled with his just album releases, the fact that he can get these EPs, that there's enough content for all mm-hmm. these EPs is just, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, 2012 also saw the release of EBAH EP, which stands for Evil Brain Angel Heart. This debuted at number 31 on the album charts. 
2012 also saw another EP, the Boiling Point EP. This was, again, broken into those same three sections, Anger, uh, Madness, and The Hole. In 2013, he released an album called Something Else. This album was broken into three sections, but totally different ones, Earth, Water, and Fire. No wind. So Dope, They Wanna, and Fragile were released as singles. I just said that the widest way possible. So dope. They wanna. I don't think, I don't think it, that, that uh, title has never been said any whiter. Oh, I don't know. I if said I said it, it it'd probably be even whiter still. I'm, 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 I'm not bashful yeah. about my, uh, my Elmer's glueness. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard that term before, but that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Yates said that the album will sound like nothing that he'd done to his point in this career. And this was also received with widespread critical acclaim. 2013 saw the Therapy EP. This recording featured Wes Borland and drummer Sammy Siegler. This one has uh, more of a new metal sound. To it. And uh, if for those who don't know, uh, West Borland was with Limp Biscuit, probably the the talent in West Limp Biscuit. I think so. He's the guy with the the contact lenses, the fully blacked yes, out, and all the face lenses. paint and all the costumes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then Siegler was a, uh, a drummer in the hardcore scene. Strangulation. <laughs> kind of like strangulation with an E in the middle. 2014, this was the fifth album in the collab series. Videos for Over It, Strangulation Cypher, or Strangulation Cypher, Hard, A Monster Made It, and Fear were uh, released. This was the moment I feared. Critic said that this wasn't a great entry point for new listeners and was more for strange music fans. Yeah, that's an interesting thing with his his library. You almost do need to start at the beginning, like like I did, to fully appreciate it and see the evolution. It might be too heavy. To when I started, I only knew like one or two songs, about well, three, three, and I'll we'll talk about them as they come up. But I did start from the beginning too. But because I had kind of a a map of where he was heading. It did give me something kind of look forward to each album, kind of seeing the progression and the changes and the growth and the the evolution kind mm-hmm. of album over album. No, I like doing, I like hearing that. I like seeing that evolution and that growth. 2015 saw the release of Special Effects, uh, Speed Dumb, Worldwide Choppers 2, featured Eminem. People finally get three of the best locks. Never be another choppers coming, so let's rock, nigga. You're on. People got to wonder if it's a sure song. Yes, I got another killer making the tour strong. If you're thinking about it, then you're gone. Nobody can catch a meeting speedy because I'll have to beat in the problem. And if you got a feed in your mouth, you're going to have to beat it about a bummer. It's a lot of them, and I mean a lot of them. And me and Nina used to follow them. I got a lot of everybody. I'm Mrs. Hitman, the Hitman, the Hitman. He appeared for free in exchange that tech would appear on one of his tracks. Yates said that he was flabbergasted that Eminem respected him that much. I mean, that would, yeah, right? Like, you know, uh, 
to to feel like, yeah, I'll do your album for free. You do my album for free. Like, you know, you've got to have some respect to, to, to know and respect that that's a fair trade as opposed to, well, I'm doing you this favor, but really I want you to pay me yeah. for appearing on your album. Corey Taylor of Slipknot, Lil Wayne, Hupson, and more were guests on the album. 2015 saw the release of Strangulation Volume 2, a sequel. Uh, this was another entry of the collab series, and it featured the entire Strange Music roster. This one debuted at number 35 on the album charts, and it was released in a regular and a deluxe edition. Around this time, Yates released a remix of Marilyn Manson's Beautiful People for Dr. Dre's Beats 1 radio. Remember that? I do. Totally remember Ah, uh, Beats 1. Beats are at rest in peace. Pour one out for Beats Actually, one. didn't it just grow up and be Apple Music? It did, yeah. It's it's still it's still around in that form, but it's but it's not called the same thing anymore. Six six triple eight forty six ninety nine three 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 Sick with nickel plates, hurry chicks, mighty mind B Twenty sixteen saw the release of The Storm. This was the long-awaited sequel to Calm Before the Storm. It just was a lot of calm before the storm finally came out. <laughs> this was not uh, not received at all that well, and Yates was kind of hurt by the uh, by the by the poor reviews. I'm sure after having so many uh, glowing reviews, uh, the first single from this album was "Arabata But Me." But some of his guest feature on the album were Boys Two Men and Jonathan Davis from Corn. I get it now. What if it was me, Sriracha, Choosin', and Get Me Off were all released throughout his album cycle. 27 saw the release of Dominion. This was another collab album. Uh, that same year, he released Strange Rain, yet another edition of the collab series. Planet, released the next year, 2018. Among many of the guests on this album were Machine Gun Kelly. This album peaked at number 14 on the U.S. album charts. Before the next album was released, he would release two EPs called Nina Collection 1 and Nina Collection 2, playing off that Tekka Nina thing. And then full on, 2019 saw the release of an album called Nina, N-Y-N-A. Jelly Roll appeared on this album as one of the many guests. There were three tracks made available for those who chose the digital pre-order. Okay, real quick. This was my introduction to Jelly Roll. I know somebody in pain. I know somebody's all fed up and off in the brain. Heartbroken, prowling. I've been both when life was not gleaming with hope and foggy. But I would never dump it on you, then later say sorry. Hey, it be the hardest when a loved one's life isn't starlit. When they call you, they think the smartest way out of it is departed. You tell them that shit retarded and hate the call even started. No, they hard as gone. Yeah, mine too. And we might have to think about doing him sometime because I went and listened to more stuff. <laughs> He's got some good music in uh -huh. there. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in sure. on the Jelly Roll at this point. My wife likes him. So if she <laughs> likes him, it can't be all bad. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and and I, I also, too, like a good Jelly Roll. Uh, 2019 saw Interfere Level 1, Interfere Level 2 EPs. Two EPs uh, based on Interfere Level 1 and Level 2. 2020 saw the release of the actual album, Interfere. Uh, like I said, as done before, the album was preceded by two EPs. There was a third EP release later called More uh, Morphear, 
there was a really cool like look to these uh, covers. They weren't they weren't identical, but they definitely were part of a set, and it was a very interesting um, collection. Feed and Just Die were released as singles. Why do I give so much to those who don't know what it takes to be I? It takes so much focus, but they say this lotus, a glue should just die. 2020 saw the Fear Exodus EP. 2021 saw the Asinine, uh, I like that, release. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is a guest on Face Off. This one peaked at number 82 on the album charts. Uh, and 2021 saw the release of Blight with Hush EP. I'm going to be really honest. I wrote these notes like, I don't know, four or five months ago. So he probably has another release that we just don't know about. So if we missed one, I re- I'm sorry. Came out today. <laughs> did it really? As a matter of fact, Hammond. It, it did. It's called Tech Nine Presents Nuthouse Signaling the Sickly. Only uh, 10 songs on this one. So it's, uh, you know, it's basically a single for him. Uh, yeah. He's slowing down in his and, old age. Uh, two of these are skits on here. But I haven't, I haven't listened to this one yet because like you said, just came out today. So I'm going to put this on after we're done here and see what well, it is. Give me a title of a song from that album and I'll make sure to put it on before we go into the next feat thing. The okay. Signal, uh, S-I-Q-N-A-L. We'll hear that right about here uh, as a... Uh, Make up for the fact that I didn't know that that was going to happen. If you feel weird around people because you might lose it over the slightest sign of stupidity. If you've been bullied because of your race, size, sexual preference, or quality of clothing. If you've had enough of the taken from so-called loved ones that cheat you, beat you, and constantly defeat you. I was the kind of mother that I hold it in when somebody did me dirty out and go to sin. It's all right. Neither of us did. Like, I just got notified today. Hammond, tell me about some uh, statistics and general notes for uh, Tech Nine. He released a mixtape uh, in 2010 called Bad Season. He has worked with Eminem, KRS-One, Hopsin, Corey Taylor, Hollywood and Dead, and many, many other people. Uh, so Hopsin, I know because he is a featured artist on another song that I have called The World Is Mine, and it features Hopsin, Waylon of Mushroom Head, and it's by Nyland the ODS. And uh, it's it covers all the same kind of lots of different vocalists. Every every person has a has their own you know set of bars, and it's it's a cool song. But that's how I know Hopsin. Yates has made more than four hundred guest appearances. So not only is he cranking out all of his own music, he's also going around and making appearances on other people's music too. I don't think this guy sleeps. I, I think that like just like a year, every year he's releasing a big, you know, 20 to 30 song album and it's all good stuff. And helping his label mates. And helping his label mates and then making 400 guest appearances. I mean, it really helps that he shoves about a thousand words into every one of his songs. Like he is a yes. fast, he is a fast rapper, yeah. man. It's like, oh my God, I put up lyrics and it's like watching him whiz by. 
It's like that guy who used to do the advertisement for the micro mini machines. This is the micro machine man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of micro machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible micro machine pocket place sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition micro machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the boat lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge, and these play sets fit together to form a micro machine yes, right. world. The, the old FedEx guy. There's a there's an old callback to you know for just the olds out there. All right, let's say you uh, you go see uh, Tech Nine in concert, and I can't imagine how long a Tech Nine concert might be. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what's the song that you're kind of guaranteed. I have no, yeah, no I'm stabbing completely at dark at this. Guess so if, if I'm on the list, it's only because I paid attention to the greatest hits albums as I was doing this. So, Am I Psycho, Stamina, and Einstein are my are on the list, but I actually think Riot Maker might be the the song. This is the moment for riders and thugs, strippers and body bags, zippers and violence and drugs. Poverty, a bunch of minorities die in the club. They say my music's making them lose it. I ride it in blood. This is my music for all my people. That is exactly right. As a matter of fact, the other ones you mentioned are number five, number three, and number two, respectively. So, Riot Maker, Einstein, Stamina, Caribou Lou. Am I Psycho? I really did like that song. Uh, Areola, Dysfunctional, E-B-A-H, Worldwide Choppers, and Straight Out the Gate to round out the Yeah, I, I, since we had so much time between the last one and this one and all of our lives got kind of tangled up, I went and listened to the live albums and I went and listened to the greatest hits and I just kind of did a little bit of math and figured out what I want. Um, no, that's that's uh, good that you <laughs> good way to do it. Um, <laughs> he uh, so a couple nights ago he performed at the Marquee Theater in Tempe, Arizona, as part of his Hollywood and Nine tour that he's on. Uh, Seventeen tracks. I'm looking to see. Sometimes on setlist.fm it tells you how long the show lasted from doors open till till the end of the the last song, but it didn't say that. Let's see. Also, a lot of people have not put in set lists on some of the tracks or some of the tour uh, stops. His He stopped in East Moline, Illinois uh, at the Rust Belt. There he did 29 tracks. Tons on this one. I can't imagine. I mean, you, you probably get the new metal fans and the hip-hop and rap mm-hmm. fans at his shows, which would be... Especially, especially when he's, you know, if he does, like, has trots... Jonathan Davis or Wes Borland out on stage. Right. I mean, that'd be a big deal. Yeah. Oh, it'd be huge. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's get to covers. This is uh, who we would like to hear them cover or hear the artist cover. This was a tough one for me because I, I initially started thinking, all right, well, what non-rap songs could he cover? And it, I just kept getting drawn back to, no, you got to take advantage of the his his speed, word delivery, and I think you have to, for me, I had to keep him in the rap uh, genre. So I started thinking about, all right, what hip hop and rap songs would fit with his style? Has to be a little bit darker. Can't be, can't be humorous. He can't cover Will Smith. There's no getting jiggy with it. Can't cover Will. No, <laughs> exactly. And the song Sabotage by Beastie Boys sprang to mind. It's a, you know, it's got potential for him to add a few verses of, with some fast rap in it. But sound wise... Um, you throw in a you know a, a metal guitarist and and a drummer in here, and I think he's got something you know really cool that fits in that that new metal wheelhouse that he's got. Uh, so that's my pick, sabotage by 
Beastie Boys. Hammond, what about you? What have you got? Do you remember last time we did, you got to listen to this, and I had you listen to the Paris soundtrack by John English? I remember doing it, yes. The Australian musical? Well, there's a song in there called Business, and it's where all the leaders of Greece are basically trying to pick a warlord or a leader for their army to go take on Troy. Right. And so basically it's these all these male voices just kind of standing around flexing and talking about taking over the world. Mm-hmm. So he could trot in all of his, all of the guys on his label, and they could do a version of business and really kind of flip it up on its head. And I think it would be really awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I can't remember this, how the song goes, but I remember yeah. the song. I remember that being that that uh, that description. Hey, Hammond. You know, before we get to the playlists, uh, I just gotta tell you, man. I have just uh, been feeling so sluggish lately. You know, like, I, I don't know if it's the change of seasons or the chill in the air or whatever it is about winter and how dark it is in the morning, but it's just made me feel so sluggish. How about you? Well, we were on vacation. We were in Hawaii and that was gorgeous and bright. And the worst part about coming back to Utah after being in Hawaii is Hawaii is colorful. It's like Technicolor. And we land in Utah and it's gray. There's an inversion. It's Wizard cold. Oz basically is what it is. You've gone from Oz back to Kansas. Yes. <laughs> and it's uh it's bitter cold, it's gray, and I it's it's really hard to get back into the swing of things after coming back from vacation. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, you know, the thing that's been helping me is uh is is Magic Mind. We've been uh talking about these guys and I have just been They've been they've been so helpful. These uh, little magic mind shots have been so helpful in keeping me focused and not making me feel like I, you know, peter out after uh, two or three cups of coffee and then two hours later it's like when all that <laughs> the, the sugar or the caffeine or whatever it is that is finally wearing out. No, magic mind for me is is working throughout the whole workday. Like I I take drink it in the morning, usually with my coffee, and. I make it all the way through to five o'clock, you know, when I stopped doing podcasting, when I stopped doing freelance, all that stuff. And it's working really, really well for me. Um, it's, it's making me drink a lot less coffee too, because I'm, I used to be, I drink coffee and then go refill my coffee. And then a little bit later I would have some more coffee. Um, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm just doing my first coffee of the day and having magic mind and not feeling like I go, like I need to go refill it. I'll just get a glass of water or something. For me, I've been I've been having my morning cup of hot tea. And then I come downstairs. And then, I, like I say, I keep them down here near my office so that I, I can remember to, to use them. And then I take the shot. And I have to tell you, sitting down to edit and looking at waveforms <laughs> for hours and hours could get mind-numbing. And there are times where I drift off and have to re-listen to the same thing two or three times. I have to tell you, I'm able to do, you know, a lot more work because I'm not drifting off. I'm more focused and I'm, I think I'm actually cleaning, make, making cleaner shows. Does it make it a lot easier to deal with my ums and uh, <laughs> uh, what's my go-to phrase? I know you had an audio clip of it. Somewhere. All right. Um, it? Oh, all right. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The the uh, it's easier I, to find those and, and excise. Yes, those I, I still I still hold to the fact that my first tattoo will be the Brian Ibbett way form of um. <laughs> I love it. I totally love it. But I got to tell you that the coming back and knowing that I had these shots waiting for me, and knowing that I was going to have to fight jet lag and that I was going to have to fight the cold and kind of the post vacation slump, mm-hmm. I knew that yeah. I was going to have some help. 
And I recovered from the jet lag and got back into the swing of work way faster than usual with the, with the magic mind shots. I feel less stressed too. And that's probably because of the thing in there called rhodiola rosea, which is a nootropic and an, and an adaptogen. I'm going to read what they, what they say here. That reduces fatigue and anxiety, increases your body's resistance to stress and improves physical and mental endurance and enhances mental clarity. Like all alone, that would be enough reason for me to take this stuff. Just the fact that, all right, we're going to reduce and increase your resistance to stress. We're going to reduce fatigue, anxiety. Again, usually hits me about one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon um, and enhance mental clarity. Uh, who doesn't, who doesn't want that? I love it. I love the fact that uh, this is one of their, one of their ingredients. And of course that's, you know, it's all in a matcha or matcha. I never, it's matcha, right? It's a I, I go matcha. I'm a, I'm a matcha yeah. kind of pronunciation guy. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's like this matcha flavor surrounding all this stuff is, uh, makes it so palatable and easy to drink and not medicine-y tasting. It doesn't taste like something weird you're putting into your body. It just tastes like matcha, which I'm already drinking anyway. Yeah. So that's uh, the thing that I was always, I was concerned about when I saw it, when we first started this was yeah. it looks too healthy to taste as good right. as it does. It looks like one of those grass, uh, wheatgrass uh, things they, they give you at uh, the juice stop or yes. whatever. The juice I thought store. I was going to be drinking something that tastes like dirt, and I don't. I love right. this stuff. A lot of clippings or something. Yeah. No, this, this tastes so good. It's such a uh, it was such a relief tasting that first one. I was gritting my teeth, like just waiting to <laughs> waiting for the flavor. But uh, it's, and that's it's the thing fantastic. that keeps me coming back the the taste. I mean, yes, yeah. the the after three days, after a week. You know, I'm, I'm feeling more clear. I'm feeling more upbeat. I'm feeling more, less anxiety about things. Again, I'm working so much more like streamlined than I did before. And, yeah. but the thing that I keep coming back to is that it does, it, it's not a chore. It's a small shot right. and right. it doesn't taste right. bad. And anything beyond that, it does for good. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. And their, their deal about like, take it for three days. They tell us even, uh, Hey listener, they tell us to take it for three days before we do the first one of these ads. Yeah. And I see why it's like after three days of this, I'm like, Oh, I am so totally noticing a difference. I'm, I'm, this is not, this is not marketing copy. This is Brian Ibbett speaking from his, from his heart, <laughs> the little uh, three sizes, too small heart. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally believe in this stuff and it's totally worked for me. It's totally benefited me and it can, it can work for you as well. It's uh, magic mind. And here's what uh, we want you to do. We've got a link and a discount code. Nothing comes for free, folks. You gotta, you gotta try. You gotta, hey, guys, you gotta try this with this link. That's my a horrible Biden impersonation. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I'm glad you no said joke. what it was because I had no idea where I you're know, going. I know I needed to. No joke, folks. So, so Magic Mind your... does not help with impersonations. It does not. That's the one thing that uh, they're working on that. And uh, <laughs> there's a, like one other uh, flower from Indonesia that they've got a jam in there. That's, gonna help that's, me that's still in research my, and development. That's still in yeah, R&D. No joke, folks. We're going to get you to try this thing. All right, anyway, um, here's what we want you to do. There's uh, This is like a double, a double discount, right? A double secret probation discount. Um, you, uh, if you use our link... You have to use our link. Um, you get uh, the, the, the part of the deal. You get like a um, free month when you subscribe for three months. And then when you use our coupon code, that takes an additional 20% off. So um, you get 56% off your first subscription uh, in the next 10 days and then 20% off your one-time purchase. 
Was the see that was that was your your that was the uh, light bulb. You could actually physically hear the light bulb over my head as I was talking about this. That is the sound of the light bulb over my head. So you get uh, one month for free when you subscribe for three months. Here's where you go. You go to magicmind.com slash Jan Sound, J-A-N-S-O-U-N-D. That's like January soundography, but they're smart and they make it condensed for you. It's like a shot. It's a URL shot is what that is. Jan Sound. So magicmind.com, Jan Sound. And then use the coupon code SOUND20. That's S-O-U-N-D, soundography, 2-0 for the 20% off. SOUND20. Makes it really easy. So you combine all those, you basically get 75% off. Um, this is only going to last until the end of January. So hurry up before this, uh, special deal goes away. Uh, once again, that's magicmind.com slash Jan sound and the coupon code is sound 20. If you're looking for links, we'll have them in the show notes as well. If you lose it, if you, if you, uh, can't get to your phone right now to hit the back button, pause, write it down, whatever, just know you can go to our show notes and you'll find uh, all that information there. Let's get to our set list. This is where we pick uh, five or more songs that we really enjoyed and uh, or that stood out to us. <laughs> I think in my case, I did enjoy them, but not for, gosh, I hope people don't take the reasons why I enjoyed this for uh, um, <laughs> bad reasons. Because this first one is a song called In the Trunk, and it's from his KOD album. Trunk was trying to smash, get her cash, but her mouth was hella fast, so I threw her ass. And even though she had a big plump rump, I threw her in and let the beat bump. Uh, this is this is dark. Like you listen to the lyrics of this thing, and basically he found a woman on the street that he kind of maybe wanted to fool around with, but she got really mouthy with him, so he just <laughs> stuffed her in his trunk, and he kind of kept her there for like a week, <laughs> like feeding. Twizzlers or something through the keyhole. I can't remember what he was like uh, pushing through the keyhole for her to eat, but it's like, oh my God, this is some uh, Silence of the Lambs business here. But for whatever reason, I thought, you know, this is one of those things where you know Slim Shady's not really driving off a, a pier with his that wife was in Stan, the car. Stan, not you know, Slim not, Shady. Stan was the man. It's true. It was Stan. Yes. Okay. Um, Slim was just talking about which Spice Girl he wanted yes. to impregnate. And come on, we've all been there. It, but it's you know you you know that these the musicians as a whole not just rap but musicians all over the place play yeah. characters and so you just got to keep that in mind when you're listening to this. Also, also by doing all these albums, I think one of the things we kind of missed is there is a level of theatricality to everything he does. A lot, uh, of and it. it's yeah. not bad theatricality. He's not being campy or weird. He's actually being a showman, and I think this kind of storytelling mm-hmm. also kind of plays into that as well. Uh, the next one is, uh, this one was a lot of fun. It's just got a really goofy sample, but it's so I'm a tell. Put this on their daddy's mind. Hold the ladder, put them out there like that. Feeling that I did, taking you to take it right back. Telling them that they mommy's boyfriend's tech nine. We're looking at me like you really want to fight cat. All taking you to what I know is what I'm like at. This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. I'ma say stop or I'm gonna tell a papa. Which my uh, which Siri thought I was saying I'm a towel. I am a towel, <laughs> which is really funny. This one comes from the Absolute Power uh, album, and it's got the uh, the singer from Mambo Italiano singing uh, "If You Don't Stop, I'm a Tell Papa" or something like that. And it's just really, it's 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 used a lot throughout the song, and I just smile ear to ear every time I hear it because who hears Mambo Italiano and says, "Yeah." 
I need that for my rap song. (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned Moments in Love by Art of Noise earlier. My uh, next pick is from the album Ever Ready, and it's about to bubble, 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 about to bubble, 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 bubble. bubble. In Salt Lake City performing for Mormons Out of their garments before the morning I'm torment Leaving them torn mess with the board You get the horns Nina gets with a beauty that's disarming Misery's behind me Labels trying to sign me Ain't too many who don't know just who the tech nine be If she looking for something with a future so shiny Kansas City, Missouri is where she gon' find me um, And I do it like that because it is the second Art of Noise sample that he used This is from Art of Noise's Beatbox um, but it's kind of weird hearing lyrics put to those, you know, that thing that, that was so funny in the Art of Noise song. Um, and I, I kind of was told I had to pick this. <laughs> so the funny thing about this song is when you think about the fact that he has no problem using any kind of language on his songs, the fact that he used sure, the course. word humpin' makes this song hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, he has explicit tags up the up the yin yang. That feels like yep. the weirdest phrase yep. ever and then, heard. And then but, he uh, also drops some lines about Salt Lake City in there, which are, you know you have to love. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Uh, the next one for me uh, comes from that same album, Ever Ready. It's called The Rain. The chance is killed, and my kids, all three of them, suffer in the worst ways. Because last year I missed all three of their birthdays. So when you see me with my eyes full of pain, give me love, because these are. This is a really bittersweet song about traveling, being on the road, going on tour, uh, like a, a, a autobiographical song that his daughters, uh, Aaliyah and Rain, or Aaliyah and Rain, I love the fact that his daughter's name is Rain, R-E-I-G-N. They both sing on, and it's really cool because they're yeah. great. They, they rap really well. So I don't know how old they are, but they sound terrific. Get them on the Strange Music label. Uh, finally, I got to have a cover, and uh, this is the only one in my library. I think it might be the only one that he's done, but it's a cover he did with Five Finger Death Punch. Yes, I own a Five Finger Death Punch song. Yeah, so, I own multiple so do I. That's, that's, that's fine. Yes. Well, there's no surprise with you, though. <laughs> Um, and it's, uh, uh, it's a cover of LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out. It's Five Finger Death Punch featuring Tech 9 This is from the album, The, uh, The Wrong Side of Heaven and the Righteous Side of Hell. And yeah, I know. You listen to this, and all of a sudden you start hearing those cookie monster screaming vocals. And you can't believe that I actually voluntarily picked a song. Yeah, but it's in small doses and it's a cover. And I really like the old Cool J version. So it's kind of cool. And they add add a really solid double bass in there that makes it sound super thick. They do. Exactly. So so I'm I'm going to wave my very briefly. But to momentarily wave my uh, hatred for the Cookie Monster Screamo vocals uh, to allow this one to get through because I think it's worth it. Hammond, tell me about your picks that included (laughs) two of my picks. Well, the first first one I have is the first song of his I ever heard. And 
as I'm listening to it, it was on a radio station somewhere. I don't even know where I was, but I hear the music of Rock Me Amadeus playing. And mm-hmm. I start paying attention because I like Falco. I like that song. Sure. And yeah. then I realize that the words are not in German and it's not the same words that I've known. And this is I'm a player uh, by from Absolute Power by Tech Nine. And the minute I heard that and put the hit together with him, I knew I had to learn more about this guy because you don't sample you don't yeah. sample Falco without loving Falco. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is not this is not somebody hears this and says, "Oh, I'm going to use this in my uh, <laughs> in my in my song." Unless you really appreciate the I mean, original, uh, Tech Nine and the Bloodhound Gang both use Falco pretty liberally. And so you got to enjoy both of them. So my second one is Strange 2013 from something else. Tech Nine and Mr. Jim Morrison. This has samples of the, this has a sample of uh, the door strange days, man. It's really interesting how he worked that in there. It is. And it threw me off because at first it was credited to, to tech nine, Robbie Krieger, uh, Dinsmore and Jim Morrison. And I'm like, wait a minute, how is this possible? Like, (laughs) I don't think they, they could have overlapped enough to where he could have done something with Jim Morrison. And uh, and then it starts playing like, oh, okay. I was thinking, oh, maybe they took old Morrison vocals, but he's still got Robbie Krieger and um, Manzarek and uh, Densmore and stuff. But no, it was, it was <laughs> purely sampled. I'm fine with that. That's totally fine. And then I picked Wither from Special Effects. All my life I loved with people. So passive back then I thought I'd be above this evil. My tolerance level then was up with doves and eagles. Currently I've hit ground zero under bugs and beetles. I'm tilted. Inside my head's a lettuce but wilted. Serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine I spilt it. And on this one, he works with Corey Taylor. And I really love these kind of collaborations that he does because not only is he like trying to cross over to a new audience, but he's also going the other direction, kind of saying, hey, look who I'm working with. We don't have to draw lines. We don't have mm-hmm. to have divisions in what we listen to or pigeonholes we get shoved in. Look at this. I'm with Corey freaking Taylor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, the next one is Starting to Turn from the Storm. Not an evil that can rival me, becoming even darker than a Chris Luck. Coming to clip blast, take the gentleman and put him on the ground like a dick duck. So long, everyday shit, there's no hope for we. Repetition kept us glitching, your folks bore me. I'm turning into what my lady provoked for she Never really knew inside of my brain, having whole soul towards ease constantly. And again, I love these collabs because this one is that one with Jonathan Davis. And I don't care what you think of Korn. Jonathan Davis has one of the most compelling voices of the last 25 years. So it's good hearing him do another. Yeah, I would agree. It's good hearing him do another collaboration with, uh, with, with another like new metal, metal vocalist kind of guy. And my last yeah. one is, I think, from Fear Exodus. 
And this just shows, this is just a showcase of his talent. Um, there are another number of these in his catalog, but this is the one I picked. And it just showcases everything he can bring as a performer, as a rapper, as a storyteller, all in kind of in a in one package. And uh, it's it's astounding. You, for people who can kind of sing along, good on you. <laughs> it certainly isn't me. <laughs> I definitely can't do that. <laughs> and that's my list. Very cool. Uh, well, very good. Uh, this was, this was, you know, I had more fun with this than I thought it would. I'm glad we had extra time with it because I really need it. There was so much content and I didn't want to just, you know, really gloss over it. So, um, I'm glad we had, uh, a couple extra weeks with it just so I could savor it all. But, um, I, I'm definitely done for a while. I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need something else and, and we've got something else coming up. Who is our next, uh, band that we're going to be looking at? Well, the next one is a sponsored show, and I feel really bad because this guy actually talked to me at TMS Vegas, and the very next month, oh, he paid for his sponsorship, and because mm-hmm. of things in my life and, you know, you being busy off and on, yeah. it has taken us like six months to get to his get yeah. to his thing, and I feel terrible about that, but we haven't forgotten him, and next month, we're doing Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, next month, you say. I think yes, next I'm week. sorry. Well, it will be next month because tomorrow is... <laughs> Well, that's true. Okay, good point. They don't know that. We're recording though. this on Halloween. So um, listen, I'm just... That's right. Exactly. Um, no, I'm just glad to have a band that has uh, fewer than 15 and, albums. And their albums are less um, than 45 songs each. Fantastic. Excellent. I can't wait for that. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I know two Bell and Sebastian songs, I think. So this will be a lot of fun to um, to get into because I do really like those songs. So it'll be, uh, it'll be good to hear more. Awesome. Well, that is who we're going to be covering next time. Between now and then, you can get in touch with us. Email us at soundographypodcast at gmail.com. You'll find us at The Soundography on Twitter. Uh, our website is soundography.com. And for every single episode, we have a playlist. We have, a, we have show notes that give you a whole bunch of stuff. So that playlist on Spotify as well as a link to where you can buy music on Amazon. I don't know what I'm going to link to. Probably one of his a, greatest hits, group, greatest yeah. hits or something. Maybe his most recent yeah. greatest hits. I think it's a good choice, and and uh, also a way to support the show. We really, really love and appreciate our Patreon supporters, uh, patience through all this stuff that that's been going on with uh, um, with with Hammond's life right now, my life right now. So we're back on track, and we thank you for your patience with all that. If you like our show, please leave us a review uh, wherever you get your uh, podcast. It helps other people discover the show. And we thank you. Hammond, do you have anything to say closing out? You know, our, our next uh, our next movie is called Cassette. We didn't mention this when we recorded the Patreon oh, because right. I hadn't picked it yet. But there is a documentary about the cassette tape, and it's on Amazon Prime, free on Amazon Prime. And uh, we're going to be talking about that soon for our patrons. That's awesome. And I, I know I'll have to rewind it when I'm done watching it, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, well, doing up until that. recently, it was only available digitally. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you could only buy it. You couldn't. No, no, no. Stream no, you could somewhere. stream it. It wasn't available on a physical media. Oh. The documentary about oh, cassette oh, oh, tapes wasn't available on a physical media. I got you. 
That's funny. Okay, I had it reversed. I had it backwards. That's that's yeah. So recently that changed though because I was looking on Amazon because I was gonna make that joke. I'm like, oh, now it's on DVD or Blu-ray. Crap! I can't make that joke anymore. That's kind of awesome, actually. Um, all right, so that's next week. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, or I'm sorry. Well, our movie is is next month, but our our Bell and Sebastian is next week. Oh. So much to get back into. Uh, on behalf of him and Chamberlain, this is Brandon Bitt saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Soundography.